What's up, guys? Welcome to Legally Drunk. Lou here. Uh, Jake is busy studying for finals, and I am here to give you guys the mini episode we promised you. So let's get right down to business. Today's a good day. The Supreme Court rejected outright to even hear the bogus Texas lawsuit. And, you know, we should have expected a decision like this coming from a mile away, but it's good to see the Supreme Court just shut down bogus, bogus banana republic authoritarianism uh, without even giving them a day in court. Um, so we're here to celebrate that. And actually, with that in mind, we're going to jump right into the beer review. What am I drinking today? Well, now that Jake is out of the picture for this episode, um, I am drinking another IPA. This one I discovered at my supermarket not even a, you know two weeks ago. It's been around forever since the 80s, I believe. It's the Celebration Fresh Hop IPA by Sierra Nevada. It's It's been a mainstay since 1981 of their collection, but it is a seasonal brew. They brand it as more or less uh, the kind of beer that would be suitable for the winter months, the cold months. But, you know, instead of it being loaded with spices and being overly sweet and trying to trying to sort of project fall flavors into it, they go a different route and they sort of lean into the older style, um, perhaps East Coast or I shouldn't even say East Coast. It's really more the old style of the um, like British India pale ales with with good malts. Uh, you know, rich malts, old darker malts, um, and the hops that I just love in particular. And the scents and the flavors are commingling so beautifully. It has a head that lasts and it packs a bit of a punch, you know, comes in at 6.8%. So you're moving into a heavier IPA, but it's balanced out really nicely by the darker malts, just a little bit of malt sweetness to sort of be a bulwark against that hot backbone. I love it. I love it. I love it. It has become my go-to um, IPA in the winter. You better believe me. I am stocking up on this. I'm ready to give it a nine out of 10. No one else here to share that reaction with, but I really, really love this beer. And uh, yeah, I recommend you guys buy it. Um, <laughs> we'll see if Jake tries it and see what his thoughts are on it. Um, but until then, uh, let's move out of this beer review and into the topic of the day. News about Hunter Biden has been breaking with, uh, you know, his tax returns being under investigation, uh, possible investigations of money laundering. And I have a lot of thoughts about this because clearly this has been something that has dogged Joe Biden in his presidential campaign basically since impeachment. And I'd always been worried that, you know, once once impeachment or because rather impeachment was so heavily centered around Hunter Biden. Sure, it might have looked politically bad for Trump. Sure, I would have agreed that Trump was absolutely in the wrong there. But the fact that Hunter Biden and his business dealings were brought to the forefront did concern me. And of course, uh, even though Trump was impeached over, you know, probing into Hunter Biden, trying to get other people to, you know, meddle in investigations with Hunter Biden, we still saw Donald Trump 
go out on the campaign trail and very shamelessly just propagate conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory about Hunter Biden. And, you know, I'm glad that it didn't have the impact that I feared it would have on the election in that Joe Biden still won. He won a fair amount of electoral votes. But now that the story of Hunter Biden being under investigation with his taxes, with his business dealings by the Justice Department, by Bill Barr's Justice Department, it's it's sort of opened a new can of worms and it's it's opened, more importantly, this floodgate of almost like vindication for the right. And it's not justified vindication. I'll explain why. So Hunter Biden, according to the Associated Press, said in a statement that he was under investigation for his uh, taxes. It was a tax investigation launched in 2018. Okay. AP reporting uh, the year before the elder Biden announced his candidacy for president, Hunter Biden confirmed the existence of the investigation on Wednesday, saying he learned about it for the first time the previous day. So this has been an investigation by Trump's Department of Justice. For two years, Hunter Biden discovered it apparently quite recently because the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware, I believe, uh, brought it to his attention. Uh, Hunter Biden claims there is nothing shady about it. He has been working with tax professionals. There's a lot to dig into here. First and foremost, the floodgates of conspiracy theories. You're seeing a lot of reaction on the right that just confirms to me that irony is dead. So Tucker Carlson the other night talked about the story and spent ample time uh, on his show. I, I'd say about 10 minutes, if not more, calling for a special prosecutor. Now, can you guys remember when we last had a special prosecutor? Can, can just think a little bit about when there was last a special prosecutor. Oh, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Oh, yeah. Robert Mueller. Okay. Well, what did every Republican, every partisan shill, everyone on the right wing, media apparatus, what did they have to say about Robert Mueller investigating Trump? Oh, it's a witch hunt. Oh, there's nothing to see here. Oh, they're wasting millions of taxpayer dollars on sham investigations. Now, we knew that there was a lot of mixed uh, the the Russia investigation was a bit of a mixed bag in many ways. And I'm not here to you know delve into the the intricacies of that because there are smarter people than me who have dug into that. It's just remarkable that you see conservatives, people who decried the Mueller investigations for being unfair, for being intrusive, for derailing a presidency, all of a sudden, Joe Biden's not even in office yet. And here we go, seeing that there is, in fact, a call on a major media outlet for a special probe. Republican Congress people are uh, advocating for this. It's it, it just irony's dead, guys. It's completely, completely dead. And at the end of the day, 
there's even less standing for a special probe in the Hunter Biden case, or not even less standing. If people want to do a special probe of Hunter Biden, that's fine. There's less justification for it being a reflection on Joe Biden or it being a problem for Joe Biden than the business dealings that were investigated by Robert Mueller about Trump. The Republicans are trying to make this false equivalency here. They're trying to say, oh, Hunter Biden was taking money from this Ukrainian energy company and uh, he was being paid $50,000 for what to sit on a board. And, you know, what expertise did he have in energy? A, a, a lot of very insincere arguments being just totally bandied about. At the end of the day, the, the, all the shenanigans about Hunter Biden, whether he's jet setting to China, doing business dealings, whether he's in Ukraine, whether or not he was, you know, riding the coattails of his dad, name dropping his dad, using his uh, name to peddle access to uh, foreign companies, foreign governments. This has already been a litigated issue. Okay. In 2014, when this opportunity came up for Hunter Biden to actually join the board, a Republican led Senate panel investigated it and they couldn't find anything uh, wrong that would stop Hunter Biden from being legally allowed to join the board. And more importantly, nothing that implicated Joe Biden. From all accounts and all news sources and everything relating to the story, whatever Hunter Biden's actions were and whatever you think about Hunter Biden's actions, Joe Biden has stayed very firmly out of it. And I think that's important because we're going to see these false equivalencies happen. We're going to see these equivalencies from people on the right who are going to be up in arms. Oh, the media is running cover for Joe Biden. Oh, uh, look at all these shady business dealings. Why isn't anyone investigating? Hunter Biden's not the president, guys. Every single criticism of Donald Trump's business dealings dealt squarely with the Trump organization squarely with his personal business dealings, his personal finances, and active business dealings that could pose a conflict of interest while he was president. So whether it's outstanding real estate deals in Russia, connections to his personal finances with loans from foreign banks, and perhaps emoluments clause violations where people would stay in his properties, and the Trump organization would make money out of it. Foreign dignitaries, um, diplomats, um, leaders, whomever, okay, whomever was trying to peddle influence or favors with Donald Trump could just stay in a Trump hotel because Trump didn't divorce his finances. He didn't put all his money in a blind trust. He didn't put his assets in a blind trust. He let Don Jr. run the Trump organization. And it all ultimately came back into Trump's accounts, Trump's bottom line. And that's so, that could not be more different than what we see with Hunter Biden and whatever he does and whatever you think about it. In these, uh, in these AP reports, Yahoo News, um, 
Politico reporting on the new Hunter Biden story. Every every bit of reporting we get about the investigations going back to 2018 show Joe Biden basically doesn't come up in these investigations. He's not under investigation for involvement with Hunter Biden. He's not under investigation for tax fraud. He's not under investigation for taking foreign money. Um, Joe Biden's name doesn't come up in any of these business dealings, any of these conflicts of interest. And what that says to me is that Joe Biden has been pretty much uh, well divorced from whatever Hunter was doing. Props to him. Joe Biden has from all accounts, basically let Hunter do what he does and Joe Biden turn a blind eye. And that's probably the the most serious criticism you could level against Joe Biden in any of this. He turned a blind eye as his son probably did some shady things and, you know, used Joe Biden's name to peddle access to uh, high paying jobs and to you know, foreign countries and foreign leaders. It's a great no, but it just goes to show that these are not issues that are on the same level at all. And I will welcome reports that come in and anything that gets exposed about this investigation. But from what it looks like right now, Joe Biden isn't in the middle of any of it. And we have to be vigilant about watching the propaganda narrative spin because the right-wing propaganda machine is going to spin and it's going to spin and it's going to find every avenue on earth to put a false equivalence between what Hunter Biden did as the president's son, you you know, sort of like the bad child, sort of the problem child. It's like Billy Carter to Jimmy Carter, okay? Just a thorn in Joe Biden's side politically. Right. Um, I'm sure they have a good relationship, but it's a political thorn in Joe Biden's side. But it's never anything that actually is something that implicates Joe Biden. It's never an indictment on Joe Biden's conduct. It's not an indictment on Joe Biden's business dealings or his conflicts of interest versus a sitting president and his direct finances, his bottom line, his conflicts of interest and his direct business deals. That's the first thing. The second thing is a lot of anger (laughs) coming out with this Hunter Biden story over the fact that both the media and Bill Barr basically kept the story under wraps. There's a Hill article out. It was, mm, I think it was yesterday. Maybe it was today. No, it was today. Quote, media's pre-election burial of Hunter Biden's story proves dereliction of duty. Oh, the media is committing sins of omission. Quote, there are two kinds of bias in the media. First is the kind we regularly see from many, not all, outlets in broad daylight, which openly includes rooting for one political party while echoing rapid response opposition research against another. And there is the more invisible, insidious variety, the bias of omission. Well, this article goes on clearly to uh, rail against the media's coverage of Hunter Biden. 
And I don't think it's entirely fair because everything we knew about the Hunter Biden story at the time, based on the fact that Hunter wasn't aware that he was under investigation, Bill Barr didn't release any news about the investigation. We really had exhausted all avenues of, you know, where Hunter Biden stood short of just peddling outright conspiracy theories. You know, the, the problematic is too general too jet problematic is too generous of, should I say a, uh, problematic is too generous of a word to give the New York post article about the laptop, uh, <laughs> because there were just there was just so much journalistic malpractice in it between you know <clears throat> bad source checking and a lot of circumstantial evidence and you know of course Giuliani being sort of at the center of it and Giuliani's not a credible he's not a credible witness he's not a credible source and he has not been known for uh <laughs> being in on his A game recently so uh you know, short of peddling outright conspiracy theories, I think the media sort of, both on the left and the right, exhausted what they could from Hunter Biden before the election. And only now, after Hunter's been made aware of the investigation, and Bill Barr has come out uh, to disclose that Hunter Biden is under investigation, is there new news to uncover and to discuss? And frankly, Props to Bill Barr, who has just been a shill of an attorney general for his entire tenure. I mean, he has been such a political weapon for Donald Trump and the Trump administration in unprecedented ways. And yet, in this instance, he really did act as a bulwark against rabid, craven Republicans who were ready to, you know, just release or disclose information about investigations or publicize or force Bill Barr to say something about the investigations before the election. There's a reason that Jim Comey was roundly criticized for his handling of Hillary Clinton's investigation and announcing it. If you guys remember Jim Comey, 2016, not even two weeks before the election, if I remember, came out and said, Hillary Clinton has been investigated uh, for her use of a private email server. We have found nothing uh, illegal, but it exercised poor judgment. Basically, eh, wasn't illegal, wasn't the best thing to do. It created enough of a dust up that I think it really did cost Hillary the election in some ways, at least on the margins. Um, And I'm sure it convinced a lot of people to just not vote or perhaps even vote for Trump. And it broke a precedent at the time of not announcing investigations in can about candidates right before an election. Good reason to not do it because you can come up with uh, basically nothing and still put a sort of black cloud of doubt over that candidate. And that's what would have happened as we've seen with Hunter Biden, nothing really coming of it and just doing a political hit job against Joe Biden. So Bill Barr absolutely did the right thing in this instance. Um, 
to not disclose these investigations, um, to not play into Trump and the Republicans craven attempts to, you know, politically sink Joe Biden before the election when frankly, not only do we know not much more about Hunter Biden's business dealings from this announcement, but again, Joe Biden is pretty much clean from all of this. So that is our mini episode for today. Uh, if you liked what you heard, give us a subscribe, follow us, stay tuned for some more content, and please drink the Sierra Nevada Celebration Fresh Hop IPA for 2020. It is great. I so highly recommend it, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys.